Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, welcome into the show, Pro Football Playbook Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers. Today, we're talking about the NFC East and team needs as we head towards the draft. Hey, Keith. Hey, Bill. Um, yeah, NFC East. It's This is a, a division that um, always gets a lot of attention because it's a bunch of really big markets and in recent history has not been very good. Um, so they could use some work on the rosters and uh, there's a lot, a lot of needs here, but also a lot of draft picks. The yeah. giants and Eagles specifically have a lot of picks um, in the first round. Uh, the giants have two in the top 10. Uh, the Eagles have three first round picks. So there's an opportunity for some of these teams to really improve. Yeah. So the Eagles, well, the Eagles have two, so they have 15 and 18 now. They oh, that's have, true. They, they did trade the one. They traded 19 out. So, um let's start with i guess the bottom let's start at the bottom let's get this out of the way the giants daniel jones um they've got a a new front office new coaching staff team needs are pretty much every position um starting with offensive tackle then corner inside linebacker safety tight end edge They've got Saquon Barkley at, at running back, but he's kind of on the outs as well. They're thinking about maybe moving on from him or trading him. Um, I don't know if there'll be a lot of takers. It's gotten to that point with this franchise where they just need a complete reset, reboot. Um, what do you think about the the team needs I just listed out? Is there any others that I that I've missed? Um, I think it's all, I think it's more about prioritizing because this is a team that needs help in a lot of different places. Um, I think their biggest need is offensive tackle. They've got to do something with with that offensive line and and just being able to get something out of their offense um, because currently it's just bad in in all all phases. Um, and so I really think that's that's their biggest need. So looking at a guy who uh, can maybe play right tackle now and and left tackle in the future or just a pure right tackle um would be a uh, a good fit for them but honestly their defense needs help at pretty much every level so uh they could go in a lot of different directions yeah no i agree um and and they will go in a lot of different directions um specifically you know they've got a couple of um top 10 picks um what do you see them doing um and uh, as far as strategy with those picks do you th- see them staying there are they one of those teams that are going to allow other teams um that that possibly need a quarterback to come up and um and and grab one of those picks and maybe pick up additional value so they're on the clock at both 5 and 7 currently yeah i think that if um if a team wants to come up and pick take one of these quarterbacks you let them and you <laughs> 
Um, take the because you're not they're not getting better. Um, and you are. So you go ahead and, and let them come up and get the quarterback and, and you trade back and, and and get more resources and you allow your team to get um yeah to get younger and better. And yeah, because that fifth um, pick is really valuable. Even the seventh. I mean, you know, if you drop back five or six spots with that seventh pick, you could pick up an early second round pick, mm-hmm. um, possibly an additional first round pick you know, if not, uh, in 2022 in 2023, for sure. Um, but I, I do think that they're about getting all the help that they can get this year. I don't see them wanting to get anything in the future. I could be wrong, but, um, just a, a little bit of a move back, I think with one of those picks makes a lot of sense. I think they do take somebody though, at either five or seven. Oh, I and think I think get, it's going to be their best left tackle available in the draft. I think, and if yep. Evan Neal is there, I think that's the pick. So if Evan Neal's there at five, they run to the podium um, and, and they go go get that guy. If he's not, and I don't think he will be, I don't think he gets past three. Um, then you're looking at um, Iquano, um as the guy and they may be like, you know what, we can we can try at seven at, with him or or one of the other guys. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's when they move back. Um, or they, maybe they, you know, they just take him and say, look, get it done and then move, you know, worry about moving back from seven. So um, they the may take thing, the, yeah go ahead you know, see, the other thing they could do is they really could surprise all of us and that's if they find a a trading partner for one of the quarterback needy teams um like seattle um right. maybe they find a way to move um daniel jones and take one of these quarterbacks and they go with um, a guy like malik willis um, yeah, they're the only ones that know the inside their room and if Daniel Jones is their future. And I've heard say that that he's their guy, but that's what you say this time of the year. Yeah. Um, so so we'll see. That's interesting. I think that they could stay with both the picks as well. They they could use that high-end talent. I think Ahmad Gardner would be a guy that they would look at or Stingley at corner. They really do need mm-hmm. a, a shutdown corner on their team. I think Iguanu is as a guy that you mentioned. Um, Charles Cross would be sitting there. They could go wide receiver. Garrett Wilson might appeal to them. I think they need edge at some point in the draft. Jermaine Johnson's sitting there, maybe with that second pick. If they drop back a little bit, pick up an additional second or third rounder, he would be great value. Um, Drake London, the wide receiver. You could just go on and on. I mean, there's literally, you know, 10 different players in in five or six different position groups that they could go um, with these first two picks. And then, the, you know, later on in the draft, I mean, they're going to be picking up all sorts of filler, you know, guys that come in heavy rotation guys. Um, it, it should be a good draft for them if they if they can do it right. You know, it, it's hit and miss, as, as you know, in all drafts, but they've really got a chance here with two high picks to really impact yeah. their team. Having having high picks. And then the other thing is that. Um, it's easy to look at the Giants and be like, well, they, you know, they drafted Daniel Jones way too high, and that's. But this is a different front office. This is a different, um, you know, they've they've made some changes, and so it's a, it's not something that I feel comfortable predicting because this is a different Giants mm-hmm. team. Yeah, yeah, and then they're on the clock at thirty six, um, you know, and then sixty seven. So they they have an opportunity to here here to have five or six picks at a minimum 81 again um in the in the top 100 mm-hmm. um and and some of those picks are high enough where you could have an additional one or two in the top 100 they could come out of this draft with six or seven players that have an immediate ability to kind of help them 
and really kind of start to turn the franchise around and yeah. get out of that bottom dweller status that they've been in for a while now and start to climb back up and be relevant again, which would be just in, incredibly gratifying for New York giant fans that have kind of hung around. <laughs> so uh, how about the commanders, Keith? Um, so the commanders, I mean, they, you have to, you have to include quarterback as a position, even though they went and traded for Carson Wentz, but we've seen Carson Wentz. We know. I don't understand that trade. That was, that, that was, was a desperation situation. Yeah. And I, I, even, even in a desperation situation, I don't get it. Um, because you just look at, uh, his guy, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles, who was there, coached him, wanted him, traded for him, had him for a year. And then was like, yeah, he's not our guy. Um, and that needs to tell you, you know, that he's not your guy. Um, so I, I think quarterbacks in need, but honestly, um, the defensive backfield cornerback and safety, um, are things that they need to look at. They could also need um, use help at wide receiver and uh, offensive line. So mm-hmm. this is a team with a lot of needs. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Brandon uh, Scherf left. They did sign Andy uh, Norwell, um, the the left guard. They re-signed their starting safety, Bobby McLean, but he's just one guy. They they need some help. At 11, the strategy is interesting because they've got 11, they've got 47, they've got 113. After that, they pick late. They really just have a chance. It seems to me that they're one of those teams that, that may decide to address the quarterback position in 2023 similar to like the Seahawks are facing this year. They've got a placeholder at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really see them competing uh, with Carson Wentz there. And maybe that would be them positioning themselves for a better draft in 2023. If I were Washington, I would highly consider trying to move out of the number 11 overall pick uh, for a team that maybe is trying to move up to grab a guy that's maybe fallen a little bit further than ex- expectations. Um, maybe a, a Thibodeau is sitting there at 11 or something and, and you just got to go get them. If you're, uh, you're a team that's in a win now mode and you go make a move. Um, but Washington could use additional draft capital in this they draft. Could. And so if they could drop back into the late teens, pick up another mid, you know, third round draft pick or early third round draft pick in this draft, I would think that they'd probably want at least two or three players, um, out of this draft that could come in and have an impact right now at 11 and 47. They've only got a couple spots here where they're going to try to be able to do that. At 113, you're kind of getting spotty 
as to mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to be able to pick a guy that's going to come in and have um, an immediate ability to help your rotation. So um, yeah, you, you've got, you've only got two picks in the top 100. Um, and you, I think that they're in a position where they're like, okay, the difference in quality between the 11th player and the 18th player is minimal. Um, and if you can move back and you don't care about position, so that way you can take a similar quality player, but maybe in mm-hmm. a, um, a less valuable position mm-hmm. um, at 18 and then get a third player in the top 100, you've got to do that. You, yeah, if you can grab a Jermaine Johnson or something like that after dropping back or um, you know, a Devin Lloyd out of Utah, I think would be a tremendous pickup for them at middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Trevor Penning at, at tackle would be great. Uh, for them, uh, Tyler Linderbaum at center would be a, a, a tremendous pick if they were to drop back a little bit. Um, there's a lot that they could do there, and I and I would strongly suggest that they try. I mean, you need a trade partner, but I think 11 is kind of a coveted spot where there are teams that it's not going to cost them too much to move up to that spot, especially if they're mm-hmm. like 15 or 16. Um, maybe the Eagles want to come up, pick somebody off. Maybe it's the Saints who uh were uh, you know made that big trade here this last week with the eagles to get up into into the teens with two draft picks and now they've got ammunition to come and move up a little bit so yeah i mean that 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 move is weird and you got to think that they you make that move now rather than on draft day because you're already talking with the team about moving up further um otherwise wait till draft day and you wait till you know your guy is going to be there before you make that move um, because if they get picked before you get, you know, then why did you move up? Right. Um, and so the only reason you make that move now is if you've got another move that you're working on and you needed additional ammunition. Interesting. And you would think the Saints are doing that for a quarterback, but you, you just really never know. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Eagles. I think one of the most fascinating uh, ball clubs uh, this offseason in a position where they're going to improve. Um, mm-hmm. so they're just outside of the playoffs last year. I think, uh, this year with some key improvements, um, and Jalen hurts continues to, to do well for them. They could be in a position to kind of take the next step and just kind of wondering how you see it. They did have the trade, uh, to the saints. So they, uh, traded 16 and 19 and 194 to the saints for 18, 101, 237 plus a 2023 first round draft pick and a 2024 second round draft pick. I know that was a great trade by the Eagles. You know, the Saints, the Saints went up and tried to get into a position to do something else. You just talked about it, but the Eagles got in a position to make their ball club better over a longer sustained period of time. Yeah, because they get they get an extra first round pick next year, so they've got they've got two this year and two next year, and um, then they get two second round picks the year after that. That's a lot of high end um, young talent that'll be joining this this roster over the next three years yeah, um, that puts you in, in a great position to not only be successful, but to have sustained su- success for a while. Um, I like the stuff that they've done. Um, yeah. As five, far picks, as, five picks in the top 101. Yeah. This year. So you, but you look at what they need um, and what they need is a lot of things on defense and wide receiver. Um, take your pick on, on, on what you think is the highest one. Uh, for them, I just think that, you know, you look at wide receiver and they're in a position, you know, to look at a guy like Drake London. Um, and, and you know, you know, you got a guy in Hertz that doesn't throw the ball 
all that well. So why would you why would you waste the resources on a uh, on a receiver? Well, Drake London's a guy that that he'll bail your quarterback out. He'll be able to if he gets it close, London will go get it. Um, and it doesn't have to be the um, it, it just makes it makes things better. And I think they've got to give Hurt some weapons so that way he can at least try and show you whether mm-hmm. or not he is the long term answer. Yeah, fascinating. I mean, really fascinating. I think the Eagles are even in a position to even pick up an, an additional top 100 type player too, if they were to drop back, move off either 15 or 18, depending on their strategy, um, and pick up an additional third round pick would be outstanding for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hurts. That's that's the in- interesting question for them. Is he the long term answer? I think they want one more year to figure it out. Yeah. I think that that's what they that's the strategy. I think is what kind of it pointed to is like they're going to go ahead and take a shot with hurts one more year see what see where they've Mm -hmm. got and if they need to make a move next year they've got the ammunition to do it and that's that is one of the nice things about that trade was by pushing uh one of those first trend picks this year into next year it it guarantees them an opportunity to go get a quarterback in a quarterback heavy draft instead of this quarterback light draft and so they're going to give um hurts a year He'll either be the guy and they'll have two those two picks to add um another you know couple of good players or they'll um he won't be the guy and they'll know it after this year and they can you know then go address their quarterback position with those extra first round picks interesting yeah i know that they um they picked up a couple of linebackers this year hassan reddick i, I thought was a great pickup for them to add some speed and mm-hmm. pass rushing ability uh for them and then um kaiser white the linebacker from the Chargers um, they picked up. I thought that was a great, I think he's undervalued. I think he's a great signing. So they got the middle of their defense kind of figured out, but I think the pass rush thing or, yep. or at defensive tackle, I, uh, for the life of me, right at this very moment, I can't remember their premier defensive tackle guy that's been there for a long time, but I think he Fletcher moved on this off season as well. Fletcher Cox. Cause Fletcher he Cox. Did he, he? resign? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he was moving on, so that's my my fault. But a guy like Jordan Davis could be a guy that they could kind of have in there that's kind of a tool that you could move along that defensive front there and really give them some options. Um, but Drake London would be a great pick too. They've got some great, great options. I think the the the, the cool thing about this draft, Keith, is the middle of that first round is just loaded with great talent and value. And I just mm-hmm. really think it's going to be hard to go wrong for any team there. I think there's a lot of players between 10 and 25 that are going to be in this league for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and obviously top 10 picks are, are great. This year, it, the draft is not super top-heavy, um, you know, the, with the top 10 status, mostly because there just aren't the quarterbacks that are worth uh, picking in in that area. And so, but it's that in that that's that tier just behind it that you're talking about. It is a really deep draft in that yeah. in that area, um, and you know some. I've heard a couple different managers say that they sometimes come into um, to drafts thinking, you know, there's only 25 first round picks um, as far as talent in this draft. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. We've got um, a lot of you know late first round type talent, you know, mid late mm-hmm. um, more more than usual in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think the bucket from like pick 15 to pick 45 is not completely equivalent value, but you're going to get certain position groups out of that mm-hmm. um, overall that you're going to get the 
you know, the second, third best player in all of college football at your position group that you're drafting, you know, within that range. And there's some good players. I mean, David Ajabu is dropping, uh, Kair uh, Elam, uh, the corner I really like. Uh, Nicobe Dean is one of the best linebackers in this draft and is, is projected to go in, you know, back into the first round. Um, Devontae Wyatt is, is moving up. I think he's undervalued just because that Georgia defense was so good. His stats just weren't, you know, completely stellar. But if he played on any other team, he would have just been the complete standout defensive um, player on on that team. Um, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, I think is is rising up some draft boards. Kenny Pickett's falling. Um, so if there's a, a team that's going to need a quarterback, um, there's opportunities for teams to kind of move up from the second round to go get their guy if they need to. Um, a lot of options. Um, how about the, how about the Cowboys, Keith? Oh, okay, this is a so, tough team to figure out because I don't know that they helped themselves a lot this off season. They didn't, but they were in a position. They were in a position where they could have done more, I thought, and put themselves into that tier in the NFC um, now that I think is a weaker overall conference than the AFC. Oh, it is. It's a significantly weaker conference. Um, so there's a lot of talent movement uh, during free agency from the NFC to the AFC. And, and so why why that. didn't the Cowboys take advantage of that? I honestly don't know what their their whole thing was. Like the whole Randy Gregory saga it was weird. Um, they they got very little value for Amari Cooper, even in a was draft. that a fifth round pick? Yeah, even in a in a, a market where you saw. Um, other top receivers getting, you know, a whole bunch of draft capital. Um, and they got they, nothing. They franchise tag Dalton Schultz, who's mm-hmm. maybe a top 15 tight end, but he's not. I mean, he's more of a blocking inline kind of guy, but not really a, you know, pass catching guy that you might franchise. Um, so I thought that that was interesting. Uh, that was weird. Yeah. Also, tight the tight end market the last couple of years has kind of been depressed. So it's it wasn't that big of a contract for you know a guy right now so that it wasn't it wasn't like a huge huge um jump but to to lose randy gregory and amari cooper yeah. those are two of their better players they haven't replaced Leo them. collins they let go off their offensive line yep yeah um you know so they they've got needs um especially at uh, on the offensive line i think they need a guard and a tackle and um wide receiver becomes a big need and i still think that even though Demarcus Lawrence came back. They need an, an outside pass rusher. They need one on the other side to um, give Lawrence some, you know, uh, balance, so that way he's not getting double teamed on every play. Yeah, and Cedric Wilson uh, left as well. Um, Connor Williams left as well, both to Miami, uh, so they could use some corner help probably as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. I, you know, the Cowboys have just been really difficult to kind of figure out they've got a pretty decent roster i thought their offense has always been fairly competitive with dak prescott there and ezekiel elliott and gallup and amari cooper and and now it just seems like it's kind of middling a little bit and their defense has lost talent bled talent out hasn't really replaced any they've got an opportunity here in the draft to do that um i'm really curious as to what their draft strategy is um, if you could identify like a, a player or a position of need that you see the Cowboys making, they're, they're picking at uh, 124 overall 
that's a great value spot in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know though. I just don't know yeah, the 20, what they're going to do with that pick. The twenty fourth pick, it, it 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 is a good value spot. It's not a great like, ooh, let's go go get a um a superstar spot. That's that's the top ten. Um, but it's that it's in that nice range where um guys that are viewed as maybe top fifteen players that are, are dropping just because of the way positional needs and team needs mm-hmm. um have lined up uh with the picks before gives you an opportunity to go get a um a, a good player mm-hmm. um i could see a guy like george Karloftis um dropping yeah and and if he's sitting there at 24 you know he that's that's your guy that's the guy that you go and you pick and you stick him on the other side from demarcus lawrence and you let them have a field day chasing after quarterbacks yeah um or maybe it's one of the one of the wide receivers. This is actually a pretty deep wide receiver draft, so I kind of don't expect to see them go wide receiver early. Oh, well, David Ajabo is a, a guy that's dropping down boards a little bit, but he was a guy that's uh, early on was a top fifteen pick, and mm-hmm. um, you know that could present some good value for them. Devontae Wyatt, if he's hanging around, I I see Devontae Wyatt going earlier than a lot of draft boards are indicating. George Karloftis is again another pick that would be great. Um you know, for a team that, that really could use a lunch pail type guy, you know, Randy Gregory was that guy for them. And, um, and to be able to replace him would be good. So the other thing with Dallas, because it's Dallas and because, uh, um, this is a team that we actually do know, you know, the tendencies of, of that particular front office, because, you know, Jerry Jones is the, um, mm-hmm. not just owner. He's also the GM. This is a team that don't be surprised if they figure out a way to move up. They're at 24 and they see a guy at 15 they want. Um, or and maybe they've got, 17. They've got 56 as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and so they they package those two together and they move up to 17 and they go get um a guy that if Trevor Penning is sitting there, for instance, um at at 15, I could see them packaging mm-hmm. whatever they needed to to go up and get him and kind of fix that offensive line and help protect um Prescott. Wow. Interesting. So how do these teams finish in the NFC East this year, Keith? Do you think the Eagles are ready to take this division for the first time in four or five years? It kind of, kind of comes down to their quarterback situation. Um, they're going to have, they're going to be a, they're going to, they're going to be a good roster with a questionable quarterback situation, but I think they're going to be able to do it. I, I, I see Dallas dropping back. You know, coming back to earth a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I see. think they did enough this offseason to really solidify their spot there. I think they're now questionable. Yep, I think they're um, you know kind of in that borderline playoff team uh, range, um, and so they're in that range. And I so I could see the Eagles moving up and and, and taking in the division, but I also could see the Giants taking a big jump um, wow. and getting getting up they, into a position I think, to I think challenge next year. for all this. Yeah, think I think ne- I think next year, yeah, because that's a lot of young talent they're adding this year in the draft and with the young quarterback, and so all that's going to need to come together fairly rapidly for them to to ascend that quickly. But twenty twenty three looks sure looks promising for the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. well, this fun a, team this too. This isn't a great. This isn't a great NFC this year, and so you don't have to be a eleven or twelve win team to to get pick up one of these wild card spots. You know, nine wins, nine and eight's probably Dallas would really have to diminish though, I think, for the Giants to be able to rise. 
but it's possible. It's possible. I mean, there it's going to be one of those things where if you think the Eagles are winning it, are they winning it with 10 or 11 wins? Okay, that's means who's in second place with nine. And that team's probably a playoff team. Um, and if both of them finish with, you know, nine, eight, maybe you have the six and seven seeds also come out of the division. I kind of don't see that because um, the West still has uh, some, you know, talented teams, even though they're, they're slightly diminished from last year, but they're still good. And so uh, I, I don't see three teams from the division making it, but it's, I still think the giants have a shot. They, they have a better roster than, yeah. Then people think it's better than what I said earlier because I was, you know, saying they needed everything and they kind of do, but they also I've, have some talent. I've got to literally, I think I need to rename the podcast just so that it, it gets a whole bunch of traffic that, you know, Keith Myers predicts Giants take division in 2022. <laughs> yeah, would, do, do that. That would, be a hot, that would be a hot take. You know what? I, I'm just saying I can see it. The only team that I don't really see as competitive is Washington. Um, yeah, even with Carson Wentz, you know, it seems like a guy like Carson Wentz with his uh, with his experience and so forth coming to a team would kind of settle that down a little bit, and they may get some of that. But Carson has had so many holes in his game over the last two years mm-hmm. um, and ran out of town twice. And that's that's just got to be a red flag central. Yet the commanders invested a lot of money in that situation. I mean, he's a guy who you look at his throwing mechanics. They're not pretty. Um, They were never pretty, but they've gotten significantly worse since coming to the NFL. Um, You got to fix that. You can fix that. You might get you might get um, a good quarterback back. But this now on his third team in three years. Other people yeah. have tried. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alpstead NFL. The show's at PF underscore playbook. Uh, find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. Subscribe, share it with your friends, family, anybody, uh, anybody. That would be that. That's where I'm going to leave it. Anybody just share it. So uh, until next time, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co. 